The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. All right, joining us now, quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals, star at UCLA, NFL player, Brett Hundley. How you doing, man? Doing really well. Doing really well, as best as I can, I guess speaking. Yeah. Well, um, I don't, I don't know what your family is like. Are you, uh, you single, married, kids? You got any? Single, single, uh, no dog, no pet. Um, huh. So you, you're pretty. Okay, so we're going to talk about this too, like traveling and, and, and how you like to travel and all that. And that this obviously is, a, is problematic for traveling. But I mean, like I would feel – so my mom keeps calling my brother, who's uh, three years younger than me, single, lives downtown in, in Raleigh, same place as me, uh, no kids, no no pets. No, she's worried about him because he doesn't have anyone to spend the time with. And I'm like, Mom, you're worried about the wrong brother. Like, like I feel like if I was – I feel like you, know, you are alone in your house, but like, you know, you got – you got, you know, you can play video games and stuff. You can chill out, right? Exactly. There's, there's, there's nothing to worry about. It's just yourself and your thoughts. Exactly. Well, I noticed you got the uh, the globe in the background there. Uh, lots of pictures of of places. Um, where, uh, wh- what you were doing, sort of doing some heavy traveling this off season before it got cut short, right? Yeah, man. Uh, I got to go to a lot of places um, before all this crazy hectic stuff sort of happened. But I got two places I got cut out, unfortunately. But uh, I got to start in New Zealand. Went like it was me, myself, and I took an RV van and just drove South Island for like ten days, which was unbelievable. But you drove through New Zealand in an RV? Just yeah, just me, myself, and I. That sounds incredible. <laughs> it was a, it was probably one of the coolest, probably the coolest, one of the coolest trips I've ever done, hands down. Like easy. Okay. New Zealand is so beautiful out there. What, what would you do? Like, would you stop and like hike? Stop and like what? 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 I would just, I, I would wake up every morning. I would drive. I would probably drive a good three or four hours. Uh, but like it's all scenic, so it's all beautiful. Like, yeah. Very, um, and then just jam out to music. I'd hike in the mornings. Or I, I had I had a bike, so I'd go biking, or I'd find you know I had a, this map uh, sort of planned out that I knew every like photogenic spot I wanted to go and take photos or do some activity to. So I'd pretty much just drive to the spot, do photos and activities, find a like a RV camp place where I can go park the RV, fuel up stuff like that. And then chill for the night, and then hit to the, hit hit the next town uh, the next day. That okay? That sounds amazing. All right, I'm, I'm going to ask you this while I'm just because I'm thinking about it. I got asked this on the radio the other day when I was doing a hit, and I think it's a fascinating question. So you only get you got to drive across the country. You got to drive from North Carolina to California. 
you get one album to listen to, what album would you choose if you had to make that trip? Uh, we will allow double albums and yeah. uh, live albums if they were not like a, you know, not like a full. Co- I mean, a live album if it's released as like a, a from the band will will qualify. Like the Grateful Dead, Europe '72 is a is is compiled for live for for release purposes. Do you know what your answer would be? It's a difficult on the spot answer, so apologies. It really is. I think the one I would have to choose right now is it have to be Tom Mish. Um, and it's, I want to say his, his album was, uh, it's like five fingers. It's called like falafel or something like that. I don't, I don't know exactly <laughs> what the album is called. He literally just put out, it was like a two part album, but it came out as two separate albums. So I would just take the second album. Um, but that was like the album I listened to all of New Zealand. I'm trying to look it up right now to see what it, which one it was. Um, but like, I don't know if you guys, if you guys have never heard of Tom Mission's music, like please check him out. But dude is like unreal. How do you spell uh, his last name? Uh, Mish, M-I-S-C-H. M-I-S-C-H? And yeah, it's, uh, so his last album was called Beat, Beat Tape 2. And then his first hits, he had one that was called Beat Tape 1. But Beat Tape 2, unbelievable. Like, that, I had to listen to that all through driving through New Zealand. It, I, I, I don't know, maybe after like, yeah, it'd be hard to travel the country listening to that album. But that's the first one that sticks to mind. Yeah, it's it's a difficult because you need something that like you can get you pepped up in the morning, but then you also need something you can settle in and, and cruise to and all that. And like this album, like it has like everything from like really chill vibes. It's like a real chill, relaxed, but like it has you know like more upbeat stuff. Has real relaxed vibes. Like I, I love it. It's like all right, check this guy out. He um, I don't even know what he's. What he qualifies as, but it looks like he was uh, got discovered by releasing music on SoundCloud, which is pretty awesome. I like. Awesome dude, like I mean, amazing music. But yeah, that's, that that have to be the one album. Like, okay, all right, dang. We'll uh, we'll we will absolutely actually. You know, what? Oh, any, as I pointed out on Twitter, like no answer is wrong. It's your uh, you know, it's your choice. So you can drive you know whatever you want to drive to. You can drive to it. Uh, where else? Where else? Have you, where else did you did you travel this offseason? Um, after New Zealand, I was supposed to go to South Korea. That got completely blown up um, from the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was like, it was like uh, the, the night I was uh, would sleep, woke up, and was heading to the airport and, like, started getting blasted. My mom's a flight attendant and stuff like that and got all these links sent to me saying, like, it had, like the coronavirus, like, tripled overnight. Oh, my and, God. Um, yeah, so that got canceled. <laughs> and I canceled that trip real quick. And then from there, I just went to Bali. Unbelievable experience. And from Bali to um, – to Hungary, Budapest, and that was with a whole bunch of players. Like it was a camp called AFWB, a really awesome uh, nonprofit. They go around country to country every year. Last year we were in Germany coaching football, so it's like me. This year it was Todd, me, Todd Gurley, Demarius Randall, um, D'Angelo Williams, Gary Barnett, who played uh, Alex Mack. Um, um, it, it's a big group of us, so we go and just coach football every year in different. That's awesome. Did, yeah. uh, is that the same thing as the USO tour? Or is that different? Uh, different. Okay, okay. But that's yeah. a that's a fun group of guys. Yeah, oh man, it's amazing. We're there for a week and we coach I think the camp is like two or three days long, so we have time, you know, check out the place and the, the country we're in. It's one of the coolest ideas and especially now especially because these guys get to get out of the country and travel along with coach football. So who wouldn't want that? Do you do any like um extra uh extracurricular stuff like scuba diving or anything like that when you're traveling? Yeah, heck yeah. I'm, I'm like the most adventurous junkie you'll see. Um I, I mean, I've been great white in Cape Town. Uh, oh, done, real? Yeah. I, I, dude, I've seen massive. I've been in waters with a massive. Uh, I've been skydiving, been bungee jumping. Dude, I do it all. Yeah. Whoa, that's oh. insane. Uh, yeah. Do um, 
I don't want to get you in trouble. Do, you, do the teams know you're doing this? Do, do you're, do you... I mean, oh, yeah. Tom, Tom Brady went, uh, but like everybody. That's does. true. Tom Brady did jump off a cliff. That's a good point. I mean, I, I would like to think that I can go ahead and do it tomorrow. <laughs> That's a pretty good. You think? Like, listen, uh, listen, Brett. We're a little, we're a little miffed here. You're like uh, Exhibit A, Your Honor. Uh, Tom Brady jumping off a cliff. That's what I'm saying. I think I'm safe. So I, at this point, I'm good. That's a that's a fair point. Um, I, that's if if he can do it, I know I can do it. That's fair. Guy. It's fair. Um, I've done a bunch, I, my my family scuba dives a bunch. So I've done. We've been. Unfortunately, I can't go. Like they go to Bali once every I think three three or four years, but I, I've never been because it's always during the fall, like during football season. Um, but you know, we've been out of the Caymans a bunch and scuba dive there. And it's I mean, I don't like heights, so I'm not into the bungee jumping stuff. But that's I mean, I mean, it seems like it would be pretty incredible. Have you got? Have you got do with great whites or just a, just a reef in like Australia or something like that? No, huh? the, um, we mostly done like the, uh, the Caribbean. I've done mostly done the Caribbean. My yeah. dad and brother have been like in, they do like some serious great white, like bigger shark diving. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, like they did, uh, in, they've seen, I mean, not like heavy great whites, but they've seen plenty of like, they like, my dad has done some, so like wreck diving off the coast of North Carolina back when he was younger too, where it's like you jump in and it's just swarms of sharks. No thanks. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that interested in that personally. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I'll, yeah. look, I'll look from the boat. Yeah. What's the uh, scariest thing that you've ever done personally? Um, I would. I would have to say, um, even though I knew I was like, so this is a, it's a little sketchy thing. A bunch of jumping, I would say it was probably the sketchiest thing I've done, not because. I didn't see 10,000 people go in front of me, so I felt most safe. But, like, only because, like, when you got there, we did this in uh, in Africa, in um, Zimbabwe, uh, right on the on the bridge. And there's this bridge between Zimbabwe and Zambia, uh, both countries. And there's a bridge you can jump, bungee jump off of. It's a real, Will, Will Smith has been on that same bungee jump. But, like, I'm sitting there, you know, I'm thinking if there's bungee jumping, like, there are specific tools that they sort of wrap your feet around. Well, it was like two towels, and they put them around your feet, and then there's like a, a Velcro wrap around them, and that that's what you are strapped in with. No thanks. You no, know, yeah, I mean, I took like four shots of tequila, and then I was good to go. <laughs> so <laughs> I, had, I had to I had to help sort of boost my self esteem on that one. Yeah, I, yeah, I would I would need like a half a bottle of tequila before I'd be willing to do that. How far is the drop there? Um, I don't know exactly. It was one of, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the biggest ones, um, because there's some, there's a lot of people that have went and done it on that bridge themselves, but like it's, that was probably one of them. I, I, I thought skydiving was pretty sketchy, but you know, why jump out of a plane that's working? Uh, uh it is, um, okay, so this is the Victoria Falls Bridge, I believe. Yeah. Uh, it is 111 meters. Yeah. So that's, uh, it's a far drop. That is a deep drop. Oh my God. And this lady is literally wrapped in two towels. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. It's like two towels around your feet. That's it. Like two white towels bathing. Like you take a shower with, get out like two of those. Yeah. Yeah. That's scary as hell, man. Um, all right. So where, where, what's your, what's been your favorite place that you traveled, you know, in your, in your life? Um, I, I would, ah, uh, man, that's such a hard one. Cause like every place is different. Sure. I would, my favorite trip I've probably done, um, has has to either be no I was man that's hard maybe Victoria Falls okay. there was there was some cool places like I, I I was gonna say India because I was just there for the Holy Festival shooting that but like I loved India like don't get me wrong really great place but like 
as far as like wanting to be there for like two weeks, if it wasn't the Holy Festival, you know, a week is good with me and then I'm out. But, you know, when you, when you talk about a place like Victoria Falls or something, I mean, it was just magnificent. And then the place we were staying at, uh, Victoria Falls River Lodge, oh my gosh, like one of the coolest places. I mean, it's like these big, uh, tree houses in, in the middle of, uh, of a natural reserve. And it's like you're you're on the river, and it's this one island in the middle of the river, and there's these huge, ginormous, modern tree houses that you stay on. And we had elephants like completely wreck our bridge right up, like right out front of our our tree house. I mean, it, it, you have elephants coming around you. There's freaking hippopotamus, crocodile. Like it's it's beautiful. Is this something that you've always been into your entire life, or did it happen like in college, maybe, um, or did it happen in the pros? Because I, I know like in, Larry Fitzgerald is a huge, huge. traveler, right? I told him I'm catching him. Uh, he sort of has a couple years ahead of me. So he's, I, th- I think he's hit like a hundred plus countries. Um, oh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I'll get there eventually. It's just going to take me some years. Larry has a lot of years on me. But, yeah, I've, I talked to him a lot about um, travels because we have the same sort of lights as far as traveling and photography. Um, one of the things that he's done that I haven't done is going gorilla, gorilla trekking in, like, in Africa. You know, that's yeah. what I completely want to do. So I've, I've talked to him a lot about that. Yeah, I mean, well, Larry was also drafted in like 2004, and you yeah. were 11. Or she exactly. was, you were like 10 or 11, right? <laughs> exactly. He has years of money on me, so. <laughs> he's got a couple of, I mean, look, he's a Hall of Famer. He's got a couple of contracts on you. What are you, you going to do about it, right? Um, how about this Cardinals team, man? This seems like, um, you know, it was, a, it was a weird situation because Josh Rosen was drafted, and then, you know, Kyler Murray replaced him after one year. It's really unheard of, but. Uh, Steve Keim, I feel like has done a really impressive job in the last, you know, 12 to 18 months of sort of flipping the narrative around and getting things going in the right direction. It feels like there's a ton of momentum in a, in a positive way with how Kyler played last year and, you know, add, now you get DeAndre Hopkins in the fold. You're back, you know, playing with them and they improve the offensive line. Feels like this, like Cliffs, they, like it just feels like a very positive momentum direction for the team. Is that right? Yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, I think that's awesome. It's kind of done an awesome job. Um, and just everything, like you said, you know, get in the steam of the team headed in the right direction. Uh, you know, you're either going up or down. And in this league, you know, it's very quick when, um, you know, you hit your good spots. And uh, hopefully, you know, this year is a good year for us. Um, picking up D-Hop, I mean, that's like, let me just say this. When I saw that on my phone, there was no way I thought it said, you know, it was like D-Hop gets sent to, okay, like, you know, just another team. And then I just get blasted and you're like, oh, the Cardinals, wow. Holy <laughs> It's like, why? Come here. All right, great. Yeah, I, mean, I, yeah, I don't think anybody – because it was weird. We actually had it happen. We were doing a podcast, and we were like, oh, my God, like the Texans traded for David Johnson. This is crazy. And then like 10 minutes later it came out. It was like – and the, the the Texans sent DeAndre Hopkins back. It's like, what? Like, what is happening? I, I mean, feel, it's a quarterback's dream, right? Yeah, 100%, especially in this offense. I mean, when you got – especially he's going to be, you know, our, our single receiver to – I don't really care who you put out on DeAndre Hopkins. Like, if I have him one-on-one and the, the, I don't have a free safety or something going over for help, like, you know where the ball is. You know yeah, where yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Well, like, but, but won't it help, too, in, like, that this offense with Cliff? Because he, he likes to spread it out, obviously. And you have the, you know, like, I mean, I think it's a little underrated. I mean, Christian Kurt came on pretty well last year. Um, you know, Keem Butler, you still have Larry there. It feels like it's going to be pretty difficult to to double Hopkins outside with, with those kind of weapons, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, when, when, when you got guys, first off, when you got like Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins, that that's hard enough to stop. And then you got Christian Kirk, 
And, you know, you got all our other receivers like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be damn near impossible. And we're 10 personnel offense. So, you know, we, we're spreading out the field primarily 80% of the times with a running back who also can run routes. You know, it's, it's going to be hard. How, how hard or I guess how easy answer either one is it to pick up on Cliff? Was it to pick up on Cliff Kingsbury's offense? For me, I, 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 I ran it, I would say somewhat of the same style of offense in college. So. Okay. Yeah. Who was, was the coach at UCLA when you were there? Oh. Uh, Noel Mazzoni. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, he's the old, uh, he's the old OC at NC State, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I ran the exact same. Yeah, with Philip Rivers and them. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, so I, I ran the exact same offense in college. So for me, it was pretty, quite similar. I mean, it was just learning the different names of the concepts, but it's all the same stuff. So for me, it was easy. Kyler picked it up really easy. It's a, it's a, you know, it's not a hard offense to pick up. It's not like. You know, we're talking like Green Bay Packers offense or Seattle. It's right. you know, very come in, you can learn it pretty fast and get going. Well, like the whole construct of the air raid is that it's quarterback friendly. Exactly. And it's, you're not, you're not dictating, you're letting the, you're letting what you see dictate to you where to go, right? Exactly. I, I love it. I think it's one of the, I think it is, football shouldn't be a complicated game at all. <laughs> to be very, it, it, it can be very simple and it's work. So I'm a huge believer in it. Um, okay, let me ask you this, because I think I thought that early on Cliff's like he, he kicked a lot of field goals in the red zone. It felt like he was sort of getting his feet under him in terms of being a, uh, a, a an NFL coach, because there's a lot of different stuff that goes on versus, you know, being a college coach. Um, and then by like the second half of the season, it felt like his play, like he felt like he got comfortable with his play calling started to click. Was that something you guys noticed internally? Yeah, I think it was just, you know, there was so many moving parts last year. Yeah. Uh, a new, you know, like like we just said, you know, new new head coach, new staff, players are different. You know, you're trying to figure out everything. So the first couple of games was just you know figuring out, trying to go and make things work. And then towards the latter, you know, end of the, the end of it, I mean, we sort of started moving in a cohesive state. You know, where we all sort of going one way, one path, one sound. And uh, that's when you know, and hopefully we carry that into this year, and it just builds. You know, uh, so you mentioned the Packers offense and how complex it is. I'm curious, do you think? What sort of, so this is off season is obviously weird. There's probably not going to be OTAs. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, knock on wood, we're going to get training camp. Cause I mean, like I, you know, I don't have to go to training camp, but I like to cover it. I, you know, like I want, I want all football to happen. Um, but like how, how difficult do you think it'll be for Mike McCarthy to implement his, his system and his scheme in Dallas with a shortened off season? Yeah. That, so that's why, again, I'm really happy we're in Cliff Kingsbury's offense because if there is an OTAs, I don't mind. Like, you can pick up the offense. But in that offense, there is no way in heck I'm going to tell me I'm going to get this in five weeks and try to go play. Mm. Not, not a chance. I mean, just because, like, in order to, to, like, in that kind of offense, you can get it. Like, yeah, you can run it. But, like, as far as understanding the checks, the four count, the three count, the, you know, number four prop, like, all that stuff, and then having knowing what to check to, where to go, what to, the reads are along with each play and each check, like, that's like going from page – you know, 24, and then you have to check to something that was page 367. Whoa. You don't remember that in five weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's just, yeah. It's that takes, it takes years. It takes, exactly. So that's that's a different – and once you put, like, in one of those playbooks, like, once you get it, then, like, the world is yours because then you know everything. But, like, it just takes time to get there. You can't get it in five weeks. Interesting. And they got a quarterback, too. Dak Prescott. I love Dak. I think Dak's awesome. Yeah. But, like – He's on a franchise tag, so, you know, it's a little dicey about when he's going to report. You know, there's some tension between the team. Like, that's, I mean, I'm not asking you for prediction of the Cowboys, but I do think it's interesting. Like, teams, this year, to me, teams 
that have just by some some luck and like you guys are lucky too in the sense that you know you're you're bringing in Hopkins who's new but you have a continuity in the quarterback and the coach and all that stuff like I think teams with continuity are going to have a much easier time in 2020 than teams putting in new schemes and new coaches. Yeah, I think it does put you beyond the eight ball. If we don't, you know, this virtual stuff is is going to be one thing, but I mean, it's going to be hard getting the whole offense in a virtual Zoom <laughs> Zoom meeting. <laughs> You know, and, and have everybody sitting there like, all right, you know, that's just, it's going to be pretty Well, and especially for like a quarterback and a wide receiver, like you can't get on the same page with a wide receiver on an iPad. No. Like, you can be boys, but you can't, you're not going to be like, you know, you're not going to have the timing down and all that, right? Like you can't tell them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be a really tricky offseason to, to, you know, work through. So we'll sort of see how this works. I mean, I'm, I'm actually excited because especially as an older guy, you know, like OTAs, it's good for the young guys because, you know, they sort of get the rhythm of how to train for an offseason. Mm. But older guys, I'm like, all right, dude, like, I know what I'm doing. You know, if I'm not there, it's cool. If I'm there, it's cool. You know, either way. So, I'm, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm cool. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, we don't have to do OTAs. You know, I don't mind that at all. Um, what uh, what what was the difference like going from backing, being, being with Aaron Rodgers on that depth chart to being with a guy like Kyler Murray? I mean, I, 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 I just feel, I mean, and I don't know if it's a good or bad difference. I'm just curious about what those two situations were kind of like. Yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy. Well, it's not crazy, but, you know, it's, I guess, common knowledge that, like, just each guy is different. You know, going from Aaron to Russ, you know, especially when you talk about two grades, you would think that there would be a lot of similarities. And there was, but like, a bunch of, like, non-similar things. And it's not good or bad because both ways obviously work. It's just... That's, that's why I'm a big believing believer. Like, you know, if, if one person is, you know, doing this this way, like, the next person, it doesn't necessarily have to work like that. You know, Drew Brees is different than both of them, you know. Um, and then Kyler is Kyler. You know, he's completely different than Russ and Aaron. And it's just, I don't know, what I've seen is, like, whatever works for you, stick to it and don't change it. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. it works, it works. Don't change, you know, something that's not broken. Yeah, well, I mean, look, everybody has different learning styles and everybody has different training styles across any medium, like, or any, you know, yeah. job description you do. So it stands to reason that all, like, not all quarterbacks should be cookie cutter, you know, executioners and all that. Executioners are a bad word. People who execute things, I guess, would be the, uh, the phrase that I'm looking for there. Um, where, so have you, have you started plotting any travel plans post quarantine or are you just sort of sitting back and chilling? Yeah, this is hard because I want to, I usually, uh, my trip after OTA is, and I have absolutely no idea if I'm even be able to, you know, get out the states after OTA. So I've, I've sort of just been chilling. Uh, I have an idea, like I want to go to the French Pilot Legions for a week or two, uh, but I, I, I'm pretty positive that probably won't happen now. So yeah, yeah it's probably not going to happen. Do you do you travel? Do you travel in the continent in the continental U.S. too, or just or do you just like doing abroad? To be honest, right now, like since I have the time, the freedom, I'm traveling abroad as much as possible. Maybe, you know, when I get a family and stuff like that, then it's cool traveling in the states because it's easier. But yeah. you know, right now I'm going. I like I'd rather I'd rather go to you know somewhere out the country than somewhere in the country. No, that, dude, that's like what I tell my brother all the time. I'm like, look, man, if you ever want to go to Europe, like for any stretch, do it now because you're not going once you get like once you get married and have kids. Like you're like you're going to Disney World, pal. Exactly. That's why I was like, let's just get it out of the way now. Um, all right. So, uh, what do you think that there's a a leap that Kyler can make this year, this coming season in terms of his growth in that offense, you know, even with the shortened off season? Like, I, I think people are sort of expecting a big jump forward for whatever reason. His like his MVP odds were like sixty to one, and now they dropped down to twenty to one. People people are sort of expecting the Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson leap. Do you think that's possible? 
I think it's for sure possible. Um, you know, it's, it's just, again, you know, um, teach his own because, you know, when you see guys like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, like they didn't make a huge leap, but, you know, Kyler had a really great first year. So it's, Absolutely. you know, to say to make a huge leap on top of that, you know, I'm, Kyler can do anything he wants to and be anything he wants to, but at the same time, you know, let's just keep things in a continual progression here. You know, it doesn't have to be like, you know, a big, you know, world record jump. But as long as he's proven, that's really all that matters because his guys, you know, there, there's no cap for him. He, he can really do a lot of things. That's a, that's a good point, actually, because Mahomes only played one game his rookie year. Uh, Lamar came in and mostly ran the ball in his rookie season, so they didn't have that sort of initial great year that, that Kyler had and they'd have to build on it. That's, that's yeah. a very good point. Um, all right, uh, I'll get you out of here on this. I, I think you said something about filming. Do, are you are you actively like are you doing production or like media or anything like that for on these travel on these travel trips? Or are you just? Yeah, no, I, I, I shoot. So I, I do photography full time outside of football. Um, I, I've got dabbled a little bit into videography, but um, to be honest, editing videos right now, just timing wise, is yeah. not something I want to <laughs> I want to do. I don't mind it necessarily, but like it's just not what I want to spend time doing. I'll edit video. I'll edit top, my photos all day though. But, um, yeah, so in the full time, I usually, I'll, I'll, I'll go and I'll shoot, um, video with GoPro and stuff like that for activities. And then I'll do photo, you know, photos for whether it be hotels or, you know, adventure, you know, um, companies or any activity companies, anything like that. So I just shoot when I, so honestly, when I'm traveling, it's not like just for fun. I'm actually doing it for work, but like it's fun for me to do it. So. But so you actually have like a side business doing photography while you travel. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's that's, oh, that. that's awesome. Okay, well, well, where can people check it out? Uh, honestly, they can go to my website, social media, all that stuff, and uh, it's really just sort of like I mean, it, it's sort of like a lot of these uh, photographers now. But uh, I have it all over my website. I post. I try to keep up with my photography website, but a lot of it I just push it onto my Instagram, and I just get contracted that way just to go out. You know, when companies or something like that hit me up, and then I just go. Well, you know, so. Um you, you need to give the name of your website or, or your Instagram handle because, see, as it yeah. turns out, when you're a famous professional athlete, it's difficult to Google your name and get straight to your website. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, I, there's two. There's, there's BrettHunley.com, okay. which uh, it, it's very simple. It's just me. Um, and then there's BrettHunley.PhotoShelter.com, which is my actual photography website. Oh, cool. Um, but if you go to BrettHunley.com, there's the avenues to get to all those. So that's probably the easiest one to go to. All right. And uh, check them out on Twitter at uh, BrettHunley7. Uh, hey man, thanks. This is a fun conversation. Uh, I hope you, uh, hope you're able to get out of the house soon. Hope we're all able to get out of the house and, uh, the one, thing to- the one thing that's still open in Arizona is golf courses, so I can get out. I'm good. Oh, you, oh, you play? I, I, I kill grass, but I mean, I like to get out there. Yeah, it's fun. Well, I like walking golf, honestly. Like, it is, like I'm good with that. And there's, there is something cool too about like, I don't know how much like golf course architecture you've like dug into, but like, you know, golf, I mean, like you can travel all over the world and play golf and it's all, it's all differently designed. And it's like, you see how these guys work to like create visual traps. I just, I find it all very fascinating. Yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. It's a very interesting game. Yeah. Golf, golf course is open in uh, North Carolina as well too. So, uh, Hey, get out of the course, enjoy your time in the sun. And, uh, Hey, thanks again, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.